Hi everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is the post-game show, and you're with Samrin, and we are going to look back at Bayern's 4-0 victory over Hoffenheim in front of a packed Allianz Arena. So, uh, I was going to say Julian Nagelsmann. It is still Julian Nagelsmann, but then I realized I should say Dino Topmuller because he is the one who is managing the game from the sidelines. Dino Topmuller went with a few changes for today's game. Omar Richards, which caught me a little by surprise, started in the left-back role. Hernandez Upamecano with the center-backs, Pavard at right-back. Pavard did not move forward as much and did not seem lost as much as he did in midweek, but we're going to come back to that. Goretzka still out, which meant Sabitzer and Kimmich lined up in defensive mid Muziala, Muller, Gnabry were the three in front of him I'm very very happy to see that Muziala finally got a start he has been highly deserving of it but I also understand uh, Top Muller and Nagelsmann's um, decision to want to rest him and up front we had Robert Lewandowski and Hoffenheim went with Oliver Baumann who's been around for like 100 million years in goal our very own Christopher Richards, Florian Grillich, and um, Seb Posh at the back. Right in front of them, we had David Raum, Geiger, Samaseku, and Kevin Akpoguma. And the front three, or more like a 2-1, was made up of Jakob Brun Larsen, Bebu, and Kramerich. Bebu's been having a pretty good season. Kramerich has been sort of an assist king at Hoffenheim, not been scoring the goals but really getting on top of the assists this season so far. Byron came out of the blocks flying and an astonishing miss from Lewandowski after he did all the hard work would have gotten the game started even earlier than it really did. Um, Serge Gnabry would very, very quickly try to get a second, uh, try to get Byron's first goal, but he was ruled to but because of a foul by Musiala the goal was not allowed to stand uh i thought that was a valid point because because Musiala did sort of trip up Grilich and in that situation i just yeah i don't think the goal should have stood but it didn't take Gnabry long to actually get a first goal it didn't take long for Musiala to set him up again and it was an amazing goal and it was a deft finish from the left um that's what got the party started Lewandowski would score roughly 15 minutes later after Thomas Muller from a long ball out muscled Christopher Richards to set Lewandowski up and he would hit a long range shot from outside the box and it was quite incredible to watch just the technique on that was just the elegance was visible in the flight of the ball. I guess that's like the best way that I can put it. Bayern searched for more, um, but the game was essentially over at this point, no matter what the commentary team on your end was telling you. Um, in terms of standout performers in the first half, um, I want to focus a bit on Omar Richards because he seems to be earning Nagelsmann's trust little by little, and he had a very good first half. I didn't see too much of Pava moving forward, which kind of left Hernandez and Upamecano isolated, which led to Hoffenheim trying to launch counterattacks, and probably a slightly better team than Hoffenheim would have taken um, 
would have taken advantage of those counterattacks, but it didn't happen. And in fact, Byron's second goal resulted from a counterattack from a counterattack, more or less. So, yeah, that was the first half. And then in the second half, we saw a change right at the beginning with Nikola Zule coming in for Lucas Hernandez. I'm not sure why that happened, but... It was a more even game in the first half. Hoffenheim had also made a change, bringing on Jorginho Ruter. And Ruter has been... Every time that I've watched Ruter this season, he has been impressive. He's got... He's an explosive player. And he gave Bayern a bit of trouble. But the game was really settled by then. And um, more substitutions ended up coming through. Chupa Moring, who I feel like we haven't seen in a while, came in for Muller. Toliso came in for Marcel Savitzer. Kingsley Coman came on for Jamal Musiala. Lido Zane for Serge Gnabry. They didn't happen, of course, at one goal. They were sort of a series. Um, I believe Zane or Coman was the last ones, were the last ones to come in. Um, Chupo got his customary goal once he came on. And Bayern looked hungrier once he came on as well. It was from a complete freak accident where I think it was Kramerich who tried to play out the ball and it deflected into Chupo's path, who was going to definitely finish from there. Coman added a great goal from what was really Route 1 football, but it was Dio Upamecano's wonderful pass from the back that set him up. And um, he beat out he beat out Oliver Bauman to score the last goal on the day. Uh, Bayern could have had a fifth. Robert Lewandowski had all the world to assist him. All the entire world. Oh my goodness. And he chose to go for it himself. And he skied it. And it just wasn't to be. I really do wish Lewandowski had passed at that point. Boy, he gets enough goals as it is. But there was Toliso waiting by him. I think um, Chupo was also over there. And he... He really should have passed. Either way, the game ended 4-0. The best performances for me, uh, I would have to talk about Jamal Musiala. Musiala is absolute magic. Whenever he gets his foot on the ball, you just know something is going to happen. And even if he's going to get dispossessed, he's going to get dispossessed after he has beaten three opposition players or something along the lines. I, I thought Hernandez had a great day when Hernandez and Upamecano were sort of isolated in the back. Hernandez took care of everything that Hoffenheim could throw at him, at both Upamecano and him, really. Until he had to be subbed off. I thought Muller had a very good day. Gnabry had a fantastic day. Coman, Zane both had excellent days when they came on. Kimmich had a very good day. And was again sort of stuck in the position where he was a one-man midfield. With Muller helping out from time to time. Um, while the lineup had Musiala on the wing, by the way. Musiala was more central than Muller, I thought. Which is a theme, even when Zane plays. Which is a little bit confusing. Because I feel like Muller's best position is the 10. But Muller can rotate. Muller can do whatever he wants. And I guess the question is, does maximizing the potentials of the likes of Zane and Musiala outweigh maximizing Muller's potential? I mean, we all know what Muller's potential is. What Muller's highest level is. And... So I guess what I'm asking is, do we want 
85, 90% of Muller and 100% Zane or 100% Musiala and 90% Muller? Or do we want 100% Muller, 70, 75% Zane or 85% Musiala? So the I, I don't know for now, but having Zane in the middle and having Musiala sort of drift into the middle has been absolutely delightful to watch. So I guess I am in the first camp where I'm alright with Muller just drifting all over the place instead of necessarily just like playing the conventional 10 role so yep we're gonna see as the season goes on what comes with that Sabitzer had another average day and um, still a little bit off the pace which is to be expected I, I don't know why I sort of expected him to adjust immediately to life in Munich it hasn't happened. We shouldn't be surprised that it hasn't happened. Of course, new players take a while to adjust. Zane, who costs like three or four, three or four times, I think four times the cost of um, the cost of Marcel Sabitzer, took a whole year to adjust. Yes, he was coming back, coming off the back of a long-term injury, but you know, like I guess in new teams, adjustment takes time. And I guess I set the bar so high because. My first Bayern transfers back in the day were all so effective so quickly. Uh, Miraclosa, Luca Toni, they got running right off the bat. This is a long time ago. Mighty Gomez took a while to adjust, I think. Uh, Robin had an instant impact. Ribery had an instant impact. And um, Anandis took a while to adjust, but that's more due to his injury problems. Hummels was familiar to Bayern, so him adjusting wasn't really a question but yeah as for Hoffenheim I really questioned that backline today Posh had a miserable day Richards did not have the greatest of days either but oh man Posh Posh had a really really bad day as for the rest of the team I don't I don't know if the way that Sebastian Honus lined up the team was right. I think he should have gone with three or f he should have gone with either four or five at the back. Um, it just it didn't the balance didn't look right to me, and he didn't really set up the team in a way that Bebu or Kramaric could exploit Bayern or at least have the chance to exploit Bayern. So. Yeah, I think Honus has to take a look at himself for the setup of this team and whether leaving uh, Posh or Richards isolated at any point in the back was a good idea. Uh, yeah, that about covers the entire game. We now can look forward to a cup tie of potential banana skin against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Gladbach, I'm recording this before Gladbach's game against Hertha Berlin. They play later today. They're picking up their form, but... We will have a preview of our very own uh, about the game against Borussia Mönchengladbach. That sums up an awesome win for Bayern against Hoffenheim, 4-0. And it, aside from the win, there were so many other positives, such as getting to see Omar Richards play. And that is really, really important because Alfonso Davies can't be carrying the load at left back the entire season especially depending on what happens with the Hernandez situation that's one that we'll keep an eye on for you so 
That's it from me. Be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for all of your up-to-date coverage on Bayern Munich in Germany. Follow us on Twitter at Bavarian FB Works, at Jefferson Fenner, at The Barrel Blog, at Tommy Adam 71 at BFWN, and more. Take care and have a wonderful rest of your day.